Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to BGN Radio. It is a deep spiral. Under it is Sproles. Makes the first man miss, of course. Looks for running room up the right side. He cuts back to the center of the field. He's at the 45. He's at the 50. He's at the 45. He's at the 41. And Mighty Mouse is at it again. Daily, we are uh, live on a Friday night. Here it is uh, almost seven thirty, and we are feeling uh, pretty pretty good ourselves. It is John Barchard here with you, just hanging out, doing the uh, the solo show, and of course all the uh, the scheduled programming for BGN Radio Daily will officially kick off on Monday. But we didn't want to leave you hanging, even on a Friday night, uh, and uh, there was a lot of activity going on uh, at uh, training camp today, and we'll get into that. Uh, a bunch, and uh, just a, a, a recommendation, as always, if you're out there on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, uh, tune in or any of the fine podcast apps that you can find us on out there. Five-star reviews do go a very long way, and we do appreciate that uh, each and every time. Plus, uh, if you want to even help us out a little more, you can always go to patreon.com slash Radio, uh, and that is where you are going to find some nice little bonuses in between there, uh, even including if you want to go uh, full, uh, you know, full bore on that, <laughs> you can come on the uh, the podcast yourself as a guest and have your own segment, be a producer. It's a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash BGN radio. But uh, let's get right into it. It was a it was it was a busy day at practice. First of all, all the fans were down there. and It was kind of uh, amazing to see all those people just show up on a Friday afternoon. Uh, most of the season ticket holders, I think the Eagles did a really good job. They had Dunkin' Donuts in there. Uh, Rita's was handing out, uh, you know, some uh, some nice, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, treats for everybody. Uh, I think uh, BLJ went with the 
the Swedish fish. I went with the classic lemon, and uh, we really enjoyed ourselves. Also enjoying themselves today, Tori Smith, man. Uh, I, this is something that I don't think we've we've gotten into as Eagles fans a lot, where he's kind of been pigeonholed and uh, into this, you know, I, I'm going to run go routes, and he's going to be the deep threat on this team, but he really does, and you forget this sometimes because you uh, of the two years in San Francisco, and that's mostly what they had him do in Baltimore. And look, I, I'm not saying that he's – the the best all-round wide receiver that you've ever seen but uh, he's got way more to his game than I think we uh we gave him credit for. I mean, he's getting open on hitches, he's getting open on, you know, crossing routes and uh, has some really really nice moves. Now, granted this is going up against a secondary that has a lot of questions in it. And uh <laughs> and for sure we'll get into that uh a little bit later as well because I uh, I am not sure uh, if if uh, Patrick Robinson is going to be able to start on this football team for uh, even a week, a moment, maybe even a quarter uh, as we get into that. But really just, you know, a really great day from him. Nothing that's uh, overly impressive. It wasn't like, oh, my God, these, you know, back shoulder catches or anything like that. But Torrey Smith uh, had a great day today. I, you know, he's just he's going to be more of an upgrade than I uh, than what we're used to. And that's again, that's not saying much because the bar is so low, but. Uh, to have an actual NFL wide receiver uh, hanging out uh, in uh, <laughs> at Eagles camp was was nice to see. Unfortunately, uh, for some of the rookies that are coming in here, and I almost feel bad, you know, at some points. I almost feel bad constantly bringing up Shelton Gibson and his pass drops, but it's it's not an exaggeration. I mean, he just can't catch a football, and I don't. And it's against air. This isn't even like seven on seven drills or. You know, whatever. It's all during warm-ups. And granted, yes, it's for practice. Yeah, they're st- not uh, still in the, in full pads. And maybe there's a couple opportunities, you know, when, when that happens for some deep balls. And uh, maybe they can find a, a, a way or he can kind of turn it on here. But it's no exaggeration to say that Shelton Gibson is just constantly struggling every single day. When your coach kind of almost points that out as well. When Doug Peterson says he's just not where we want him to be at. And this is even just for a fifth-round pick, and you got to remember that going in. And I, I had a conversation with Brandon today being like, man, my, my take is going to look so bad when, uh, you know, they immediately drafted Matt Collins above Sheldon Gibson. And I had Sheldon Gibson, like, you know, far and above uh, Hollins going into the draft season here. But, man, uh, so far, that is that is the best thing that the Eagles have done because if you were to rely on Sheldon Gibson to do Anything, be a contributor at this point. It is. It has not been worth it uh, so far. So that's. Uh, I, I, if they were in any other position, if if you know, like I said, if Tory Smith wasn't here, if uh, Alshon Jeffrey wasn't here, and you were relying on Jordan Matthews and these these couple of rookies that were coming in here, there would be uh, there would be some serious doubt on whether or not this is going to be an upgraded wide receiving core. So that's imperative. Uh, I think that Howie Roseman went and got those guys, and he kind of saw what was happening here. But hopefully he kind of turns that around. But for the time being, Shelton Gibson has more than a long way to go. I mean, it's just his special teams contributing. Greg Ward, again, has just been uh, great day in and day out so far from rookie camp into uh, even today, and uh, the same with Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson didn't have as many targets. He had a lot more targets yesterday, but – um, you know, was was taking care of business there. I mean, he had he had a couple of good ones again against uh, Patrick Robinson, and so did uh, David Watford, which is it's not a good sign for Patrick Robinson. I want to switch to there, and I'll get back to the wide receivers in a, in a little bit. But Patrick Robinson cannot start on this football team. 
cannot. I mean, that is a second-year practice squad guy lighting you up in seven-on-sevens. Now, take that a little bit for granted, I guess, because seven-on-sevens are are mostly geared for the offense to win. There's no pass rush on the quarterback. There's no, you know, uh, kind of heavy movement. Um, but but still, like, it wasn't like uh, the – I think it was Nick Foles on the throw. Didn't have all day to throw back there either. It wasn't like he was just, uh, I'm going to wait for him to get open. Or wait for it. it was pretty quick. It was uh, you know, one move inside, one move outside, and then to the left sideline. And that was pretty much it. He struggled a lot today and I think Patrick Robinson is going to be best suited uh, to back up Ron Brooks or be in competition with Ron Brooks and have a guy in there that's that's going to be your nickel corner which again is a little more worrisome because then you start looking at okay Razul Douglas has been nice and he's uh, you know there's going to be some rookie mistakes that are going in there Jalen Mills today uh, made me feel a little more confident I I think he he was uh, a lot better uh, then Patrick Robinson, and again, one of those guys that's uh, Jim Schwartz loves because he competes. His his football IQ is really high, uh, and uh, he broke up a few uh, passes. They had some really strong coverage uh, g- going downfield at least once or twice. One of them actually it was against uh, the speedy Shelton Gibson, where he kind of got behind him uh, there for a moment, but caught right up with him. And uh, you can take it for what it's worth because Nick Foles was throwing to him. Uh, but, uh, you know, almost had a would-be interception there as well. So um, it, it's a, it, it, just like we discussed on the main show yesterday. And if you haven't checked that out, please do. Uh, it's up on uh, bgnradio.com and bleedinggradation.com right now. Is just the Eagles are definitely going to make a move for another corner that's coming in here. I mean, it's just it's, it's so unreliable of what's happening. Uh, and with that being said, the biggest news that kind of came out of there today, which was a little bit surprising, you know, we're all sitting there in the locker room and uh, everybody's kind of gathering around Michael uh, Kendricks and they get through a couple of questions. And the next thing you know, he's just like, yeah, I just kind of feel like my talent's been wasted here uh, a, a little bit. And uh, I was trying trying to make the best deal for myself. Obviously, I'm kind of going through and paraphrasing all this stuff. But uh, then he just come out and said, you know, he asked for his trade and or release back in January. And you're just kind of like, all right, well, all of those Michael Kendrick's feelings and rumors and things probably were warranted then. And uh, I almost wonder if Michael Kendrick's feels a little bit of regret uh, of, you know, Jesus, I shouldn't have signed that deal back when Chip was here. What was I thinking with that extension? I should have just tested free agency and uh, went out and saw what happened. And it, 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 look, I, I get it from his perspective. You know, he's been sitting here. He thinks he's still in the uh, in the. Well, I shouldn't say that. He is in his prime. He does have talent. Uh, the only issue here, at least it has been, and whether that's been a three four or four three, is just his absolute liability in coverage. I mean, he's he's a great tackler uh, for the most part. I think his. I mean, the, the strongest part of his game is blitzing. Obviously, that really doesn't line up with shorts. And even when he does. I don't know. I don't know if that's even a a, a a big strong suit at this point, and he probably is better suited in the 3-4, and we've been saying that for a long time. So you start to wonder if, you know, they're basically coming out and saying that, and if that kind of reignites some trade talk uh, between whoever is kind of looking for him there. And again, that's another situation where some of the salary has now passed through that June 1st thing, so it's a little easier to trade Kendricks, but there's still a lot of bonus money and things that are going through there, and the the Eagles aren't just going to cut them because there's still some value there, and then your, your linebacker depth becomes really, really thin. We'll get into that in just a little bit, too, because there are some uh, uh, 
Again, impressive plays uh, coming from that group, which is a, a little bit surprising to me heading into this season. But, uh, you know, M- Michael Kendricks, again, o- only playing about 23 to 25% of the snaps that are coming through here. And that would be a nice trade piece to go get Kyle Fuller again. Uh, Vic Fangio's looking for somebody to get. In, I don't know if he's going to be a starter uh, in Chicago because they've, <laughs> they've kind of bolstered up uh, that going through. But at least he would play 23% or, or more than 23% of the snaps uh, in Chicago. And, uh, you know, that might be a little interesting because they can kind of move him around and kind of be a Clay Matthews type, not not in terms of talent, but just in kind of usage there. So uh, interesting that he opened up uh, to that, and I think more or less why he's he's pushing that is because he, he still wants to move. So if this comes out and it gets into the media, and it certainly did because it's day two of full team practice, and that was kind of the nice little major story there. And I was tell, telling BLG, I was like, look, man, there's not going to be – it's not going to be anything interesting, I don't think, in this offseason. And uh, and w- wouldn't you know it, into day two, uh, that's thing that's starting to brew there. So, you know, get out all of your uh, cab calculators and try to figure something out. I think it would be, uh, uh, you know, right in line with whatever the uh, the Eagles are trying to do to, to kind of push them uh, through there. So, uh, I, you know, keep in mind of that going forward. And there's uh there, there's a lot of other fun things that are happening with this Philadelphia Eagles team and I got to tell you guys even when we're we're every time that we go down to camp you know that Alshon Jeffrey is there you just expect greatness every single time you expect to be wowed and it's not even you know there there was even a catch today where uh, it looked like Carson Wentz was throwing on a uh, working on his back shoulder throws towards the right side of the sideline there and there was a couple of times when you looked and you're like, man, they're just a centimeter off of that kind of chemistry and timing, but it's already kind of there to begin with. So on top of uh, being excited for Carson Wentz in his second year, seeing that chemistry develop has been really nice this week. And, you know, he just wins every single time. You know, it, 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 there's there's so many oohs and ahs that happen in uh, in camp and and trust me the crowd was really into it tonight too in this afternoon uh tonight like but that's how it feels i said tonight i meant this afternoon but it feels like a show it feels like you're going to a show every time because it's just we're not used to it and again i think there's a little bit of the the ritz cracker syndrome where we haven't quite eaten in in quite some time and now there's this wide receiver who probably i mean i know we're going to get into debates about it but for the most part is is going to be a top 15, top 10 receiver and maybe have those numbers here, uh, you know, God willing with, as I knock on wood with health and PEDs and all that. But I don't, I don't think we're quite ready for what Elshon Jeffrey is going to bring us this season comparatively to what we just saw last season with, you know, a, a bunch of UDFAs and a guy that just got cut, uh, you know, a week or two ago that's no longer on the football team. I, I can't say it enough how much just Alshon Jeffrey is a, is a beast and will continue being a beast and so on and so forth. Uh, again, it's against the secondary, which has a lot of questions. So I'm trying to keep, you know, the, the hype in, in, in some uh, what reserve. But, man, I, I think when I opened the show when the, a long time ago when, when the Alshon Jeffrey signing was a thing and I just yelled out what's going on, Alshon Jeffrey Nation, I feel like we're going to do that for the first – you know, three, four, five weeks of the season. And I just, I keep picturing 
Josh Norman being lined up next to Alshon Jeffrey and just talking smack the entire time or just, you know, letting his mouth get to him at some point when it's two or three days out right before the Eagles head down to Washington and and just coming out in that first game. You know, I, I've moved on from the preseason greatness now. Like, we all want to see that connection right, right away, but um, I, I can't wait to see him go up against, you know, supposedly one of the best corners. Uh, in the league, who's had already had success against him while he was in Chicago, um, and it, 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 as soon as that happens, I think everyone's going to buy into. Okay, I think this team can make the playoffs. There's there's still plenty of people and plenty of people that I respect that are still you know kind of reserved on that. Uh, Jeff McLean and even I asked uh, Tim McManus, which you can go check out on our uh, our daily footage there uh, from uh, from camp today. I just turned the camera and I just, you know, asked him, is this a playoff team? And he made the joke of like, hey, you know, what's the date again? Are we still in July? But uh, everybody thinks like, yeah, they'll be close. They'll be right into it. I just I, 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 I just want to reiterate what I said last night on the podcast. I don't think that it's I, I think we even if you don't feel it and you're nervous about saying it, you still have to expect this team to go to the playoffs. Uh, and and Alshon Jeffrey is one of the main reasons why. I mean, the the moment that they signed him, I immediately said that's plus two in the win column because you can score points now. You can rely on those things. And when you put that together and you know, all these little different pieces and Donnell Pumphrey is is continuing uh, to uh, to line up in the slot during, you know, group installs, <laughs> being that extra weapon that's there. And the, like we said, we have Torrey Smith uh, and, and, we, and we see what – there's there's a little more dynamic to his game than we've given him credit for, and it's not to say like, oh my gosh, this is going to be uh, you know world beater of an offense. It's just going to be so much better than what we saw last year. And if it is, uh, and you know Lane Johnson who was speaking today, uh, that just kind of hit home how much he wants to be uh, an All Pro, not a Pro Bowler, an All Pro. He wants to be the guy that's in everybody's mouth. He wants to be. Uh, you know, in the top 10 of NFL, you know, top 100. Like, that's his goal uh, this year. So even if you, even if there is issues with Jason Peters, uh, you know, they kind of have some depth to back it up there that was a little better than last year. And you have a swing tackle in Big V going in with his, his second year, and the guards look really nasty. And Isaac Sayamalu just, man, oh, man, does he smack those pads so hard. Jeff Stoutland today just... I mean, the thud difference between like a guy like a, a Tyler Orofsky, who's uh, who's the rookie center that's coming into this, and you know even a guy like Daryl Green, who's a really 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 big guy, and they keep doing these drills against the sled and uh, with guys holding pads, where you know they start with their for their left or right forearm, depending on which side of the line they have, and they just. They, Jeff Stoutland wants to basically have a Mike Tyson punch against that pad, and he calls it the juice. So if there's not enough juice, they keep running it until it is, until it feels like, you know, he's not happy unless they almost have a broken hand with that first step. And Isaac Salamalu's thud today, and every time that I see him in there, is just this loud boof, and it just it, it kind of echoes across the Novacare field, and everybody kind of pays attention to it. I think even Brandon Brooks, uh, it was just like, whoo, uh, today when, it, when he heard that. So there's there's just a lot of beef and a lot of other different things that have improved this offense. So to make a long-winded point, it's just if if everything stays healthy, I, I you know, forget about if everything goes right. If everyone stays relatively healthy here for 12 or 13 games, I mean, this is 
obviously a a playoff team. And uh, it's, you know, sure, there's optimism brewing in here like everywhere. Uh, you know, there's there's reports that Deshaun Watson down in Houston uh, it looks like Warren Moon. And, and everything looks positive when there's no pads on and there's no preseason games and, and things like that. So you, you have to temper expectations a little bit. Uh, but still, you know, if we're, if we're ramping up to a lot of these different things and we're seeing guys and we're getting excited about the depth of the – of the, uh, the the wide receivers, even with UDFAs and things like that, um, I, I think it's I think it's time to get a little excited about this football team. And uh, obviously, if you haven't heard by now, the Eagles have moved the open practice. It's not going to be on Saturday. It's going to be on Sunday at 10 a.m. And uh, Saturday is just uh, you know a late afternoon, three o'clock or so, uh, just available to the media, and we'll be down there again. Uh, updating you guys on everything that's happening down there. So um, it, it was a it was a really nice time to see everybody down there um, uh, that uh, that came out and uh, was part of the open practice. And there'll be uh, hopefully a couple of more of those times where we can meet up with everybody and say hi. Uh, but uh, tomorrow, make sure to join us on WIP as James and I. Uh, we'll, uh, and, and probably even BLG, we're going to try and sneak down there. Uh, BLG might have to leave a little early, but we will be on WIP from 1 to 3 tomorrow talking about all this stuff in depth. So uh, with that being said, uh, once again, thank you very much for listening to the second episode of BGN Radio Daily. Uh, the feed will eventually be in iTunes, but for the most part, it will just be in the normal feed for right now until we get the other one kicking right along. We also got some major news coming up, uh, I would say, in the mid of August with a lot of awesome, exciting things, what we're going to do uh, this season and leading into some preseason games. And we're very excited. So uh, for a BGN radio daily, number two, this has been John Barchard right here on bleeding and BGN radio.com.